so crazy to hear them talking about like where they started and where they are and how they just followed their passion and they're thankful for their fans and all this stuff. And it just like lit this fire in me. So weird because it's been five years since I've written a, a story that I wanted to publish and it just like hit me. I was like, when I get home, I'm going to hit the ground running. And I decided when I got home, I just started looking into all the publishing routes and I found that self-publishing was going to be the best for me. Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood? Each week, I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times bestselling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. So raise your hand if you're a self-published author, okay? Raise your hand if you're in the process of becoming self-published. Okay, okay, I see you guys. Today's guest has her first book releasing in a few months. Jessa McLean is a second grade virtual teacher and mother of two young boys, ages one and three. She's always been a poet, writing poetry for many years, She's finally decided to use her poetry talents to create children's books. Her kids are one in three, you guys, and she's working on her book, and I am so excited for her. Here's your dose of weekly inspiration. Enjoy today's episode. Jessa, thank you for joining me today. Let's start out by having you introduce yourself to everyone. So um, my name is Jessa McLean. I am a little bit of everything. I dabble in lots of things. So I am, of course, a wife. Um, I have two little boys, so I am a mom. Um, I'm a teacher, second grade teacher. I actually teach virtually, which is absolutely amazing. Um, I used to teach in person and since switching to virtually, my mental health is just way better. So, and I'm sure that we'll kind of jump into that later. Um, and then now I am starting to gain the title of author, which is really exciting. So yeah, I've done a lot of things, but overall I'm wife, teacher, mom, and now author. That's exciting. That is yeah. so exciting. So we are going to dive in to talk about your journey that you're going through self-publishing. You're a poet, right? You write poetry too. So yeah. tell us your journey right now with self-publishing, with the whole process and how you're navigating it all. Okay. So to kind of backtrack to where it kind of it all began, I have always loved writing poems. Um, when I was, I don't know, I would say probably like high school, I kind of started to write them about like things that I was going through. So like life experiences, cheerleading, um, whatever it was that I was going through, I would kind of write poems to kind of express my feelings. As I've gotten older, it's related more to like 
real life. I mean, it was always real life, but like real deep life now. Mm -hmm. So I've started to write more things like motherhood and um, teaching and things like that. Things that like I either struggle with or that are really great in life and I will write a poem about it. So I actually... I don't know, because I've always liked poems. I am a teacher. I love children. Um, I kind of thought like meshing them together would be really cool. And um, a few years ago, I had written out my first uh, children's book. Um, uh, just a, It was a poem, but that I want to turn into a children's book. Um, and it's a Christmas story. And it's just sat in the notes on my phone. <laughs> for five years. I literally typed it up on my phone. It's been in there since then. And I never really kind of revisited it. I had this whole idea of what I wanted to do with it and I never touched it. And then fast forward to this year, I actually went to, I love country music. And in June, I went to CMA Fest with my mom and I had never been before. It was in Nashville. It's just a huge country music festival. And at CMA Fest, I'm seeing all of these people Um, artists, new artists, up and coming artists, established artists performing and talking about their experience from where they started to where they are now. And just talking about how like, you know, they're on this huge stage. And they're like, you know, three years ago, I was up in the 300 section. So it was like, so crazy to hear them talking about like where they started and where they are and how they just followed their passion. And they're thankful for their fans and all this stuff. And it just like lit this fire in me so weird, because it's been five years since I've written a a story that I wanted to publish. And Mm -hmm. it just like hit me. I was like, when I get home, I'm going to hit the ground running. And I decided when I got home, I just started looking into all the publishing routes. And I found that self-publishing was going to be the best for me just because I wanted to kind of have control of it. Um, I hear that the process of traditional publishing can be forever. Doesn't mean I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in that down the road. Um, I would love to potentially explore that, but for now, self-publishing was the best fit for me and that's where I'm at now. So I've done lots of research and I'm just kind of trying to figure out all the ropes. The whole self-publishing everything. It's a lot, you know, cause you're self-publishing, you're doing everything yourself. So you have to Mm -hmm. learn it. Especially when you're doing it the first time, you have to learn it as you're doing it. Yeah. And it's a lot and it can be overwhelming. And, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, you you just have to ask people, you have to Google, you have to do Uh all this and it's a beast, but it's completely worth it. Once you get to the point where you're holding your book in your hand, it's like, yeah, wow. It's so worth it. And then the second time and the third time, Mm -hmm. every time after that, it just gets easier and easier. And you know what you're doing. It's just, I think the first one is is the hardest, but I think that's what I, Yeah, that's what I keep kind of mentioning like to my husband. I'm like, once I get through this one, I feel like it's going to be a lot easier moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully, at least. Obviously, (laughs) there's still going to be the steps I have to take. And as long as I'm remembering those steps. Mm -hmm. um, But this first one, it's just been a lot of learning. I have learned that the writing community is amazing. Um, I've spoken with so many like established authors, new authors. I've met friends that are like at the same stages as me. And we've really Mm -hmm. kind of bounced ideas off of each other. And, you know, she'll say something and I'm like, wait, I don't know about that. Or I'll say something and she's like, tell me more. So we just learn, you know, things that we didn't know. So you don't know what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. you just kind of learn as you go through. And it's been awesome. Community is huge. And the whole writing community, I didn't know existed until I looked for it. And I got yeah. into publishing and just, you know, with the podcast and everything. And I was like, holy cow, there uh-huh. are so many people out there 
doing what I'm doing, going through the same things. And it's such a breath of fresh air to talk to them and bounce ideas and get feedback and advice and community is really everything. It's so huge. Absolutely. It's kind of crazy because of course I'm going down the children's book route right now, but that doesn't mean that that's where I'll stay forever, but that's Uh kind of where I'm at now. It's crazy to like, even if I've spoken with somebody who does you know, romance or something else, they still can give great advice, you know? So it's kind of cool that like, even though we're all in different like genres, we can still kind of learn from each other and learn like what not to do is, is a great thing that I've learned. Mm -hmm. It's like, make sure you don't do this or make sure you definitely do this. So it's been good to kind of get little bits from all different areas. So if you haven't heard the mom secret journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. And it's nice connecting with other moms too, you know, that have mm-hmm. the, the kids at home that are kind of going oh, through yeah. the same, um, like finding other people that have the same aged kids as you. Like, oh, oh you're yeah. writing a children's book too, and you have a three-year-old at home. Like, oh, okay, yes. you know what I'm going through. Or even ones that have like newborns and they yes. write their book and they work on that when they're like nursing at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that you're not alone at any stage of your life, whatever you're Absolutely. doing. Yes, that is huge to have more than one connection. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us about your book? Tell us what you're working on right now. Yes. So my first book is actually open for pre-order now, which is super exciting. Um, so pre-order so far has been awesome. Um, I'm doing a pre-order because I'm actually going a route of buying my book books in bulk, like having them printed Mm -hmm. and then distributing myself, which is risky, especially with my first book, but it's a Christmas book. So I feel like people love Christmas. And if you don't, that's okay too. I will be coming out with other things, but Christmas, but (laughs) Christmas is my first one. And with that, I knew that I wanted it to be out before this Christmas. That was kind of my goal. Um, This book is the beginning of a series that I plan to write. So, um, and by series, I mean, it is called the lonely series. And it is going to be focusing on objects, like inanimate objects that are lonely, that people don't really think about being lonely. And it kind of speaks from their point of view. So this first one is called The Lonely Side of the Christmas Tree. And it touches on when you decorate your Christmas tree, if you put it against a wall, for example, um, that side on the back, you're not going to fully decorate. Maybe you do, but most people don't because you don't don't see it. (laughs) So it's basically talking about from that side of the Christmas tree's point of view. And basically that side of the Christmas tree is lonely and it's kind of fighting back and it's something that you don't ever think about. So the thing that I really wanted to hit on with my books is, or at least this series, is things that people, um, like I want it to be different. There's so many Christmas books out there. There's so many books out there and it's hard to make yourself kind of stand out. So what I was really going for here was something that maybe people have never thought of before. You know, you don't think about the back of the Christmas tree being lonely, but this one really touches on that. So another teacher friend of mine um, a few years back 
um, we kind of like talked about this idea and that's where it kind of came from. And then I've just thought of all these other things that come from it. So I have a couple more in the works. I've already written out two others that are lonely. I won't say what they are yet, but we do have, I do have two more that I've already written out and I'm ready to kind of move on with them once I'm done with publishing this one. But this first one is going to be about the lonely side of the Christmas tree. So I'm excited because I'm also hoping that like, you know, little kids will start to decorate the back of their Christmas tree because of this book, which is kind of a cool thing that can come from it. I know if my six-year-old read that, she is very emotional and she would probably start crying and be like, but I didn't (laughs) even think about it. And then Christmas would come around and she would probably give it a hug. And (laughs) that is such an original idea, original, original series. What like sparked that? Because it's so unique. So the Christmas tree one specifically was um, uh, when you're a teacher um, you are next to another teacher, like your classrooms typically connect, especially elementary. And my partner teacher, which I called my sweet mate, her and I one day were talking about it. And it was close to Christmas time, I want to say it was November. And um, she had kind of made the comment about, you know, the lonely side of the Christmas tree. And then we kind of got to talking about it. And she was like, you know, that side of the Christmas tree doesn't get decorated. And it was almost time to start decorating for Christmas. So it was kind of like, oh, that's so crazy. So mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, and I literally went home that night and wrote it. <laughs> Like wrote it out on the notes on my phone. And then I like had it ever since then. And I just never touched it. So that was kind of where that one came from. But then after having that conversation and kind of typing out that first one is where I came out with, you know, there's a lot of other things that people don't think about that are lonely. So, um, you know, I, it's funny because anytime that I like am doing something and I think like, oh man, that I haven't seen that or touched that in forever. I bet it's, lonely and I start to kind of think of that so you know all writers I'm sure know like you get your inspiration by going out and doing things and and indulging in things so anytime that I like think of something I put it in my notes and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay let's see if I can think of something for this one let's see if I can think of something for that so that first one sparked from kind of that conversation with another teacher and then the other ones have just been ideas that I've slowly started to think of as I see things and experience things it's available for pre-order right now When Mm -hmm. is the release date? Do you have that? Yeah, good question. So I am working with an illustrator. Wish I could draw. I totally cannot. But I am working with an illustrator. She's super talented. She is actually also in school, um, which is awesome because we're both Mm -hmm. kind of going through this process at the the first time together. Her dream is to illustrate children's books. So it's really great that she's getting the new experience. I'm getting the new experience. And we're kind of going through this as newbies all together. So what I'm doing is with her timeline, I'm taking into consideration that, you know, with her being in school, she's pretty busy. Originally our timeline was like mid October and we're trying to push to be done or like beginning of October. And she's been doing a great job kind of staying on that. So the goal is if she does finish early October, then send it off to printing as soon as she's done it. I've already been in cahoots with the printing company I'll be using. Um, We've been sending files just to make sure everything's looking good. That way, when she's done, we can send it off and be good to go. So if all goes well and we send it, let's say, by early to mid-October, I should have books in hand by mid-November. Um, that way I can have books out into people by, you know, mid to end of November and then December. So my goal was always like Thanksgiving, 
was mm-hmm. kind of what I wanted to be as like my release with me doing a pre-order and kind of basing it off of the illustrator's timeline. I don't have an official release date. I wish I right. did, but I think as soon as the books come is when I, or as soon as the books are ordered is when I can be like, okay guys, they're going to be mm-hmm. here on this date and then they're shipping immediately. So um, mm-hmm. that's the cool thing is with all these pre-orders, as soon as I get them, I'm yeah. sending them right out to everybody. So they'll be able to get them as soon as I do. Oh, that's exciting. So I just yeah. released a My Day the Pumpkin Patch. So it's like a Halloween book. Yeah. And I had to kind of go through the same thing since it's a holiday themed book, right? Uh-huh. I had to think, okay, I want it close to Halloween, but I want mm-hmm. it to be like not too close because you want people yeah. to, you know, buy it and uh-huh. lead up to it. Yeah. So I, mine was, mine released on September 5th. I was like, okay, se- okay. September, you know, that's, yeah. and I didn't want to do it too close to mm-hmm. October. Because uh-huh. then a lot of Halloween books are going to be released then. And I'm like, yes. well, I don't want to, you know, fall down the category list. When you do holiday books, there's a lot that goes through your mind, you know, on, on timing. Because if, yes. if it was, you know, not a non like themed book like that, mm-hmm. you can release it anytime. You don't have to worry anytime. about, you know, holiday. Mm-hmm. So it does add like an extra level of preparedness, you know. Yes. Yes. It's funny. I've talked about since I've written others since then, I'm like, I almost wonder if I should have just done one of my others first, but I was like, I've been sitting on this one for five years. Like Mm -hmm. I have to do this one. Mm -hmm. I just am going to have to add that. Like you said, that extra layer Mm -hmm. of really getting the timing right. So I'm cutting it close with, you know, I didn't start the planning until June. So like I'm getting this book out and published within six months, which is really, it's doable, but it's Mm -hmm. a lot when you Mm -hmm. add in needing an illustrator. Um, You know, some illustrators need that much time alone just to illustrate it. So um, by the time that her and I kind of had come to agreement and like really figured out when she was going to get started, it was already end of July. So, you know, she's doing an awesome job, you know, getting that turned around quickly. Um, but I know that I'm, you know, she feels the pressure. I feel the pressure. So we're just, I want to make sure that she's comfortable with it, which is why I'm like, okay, early to mid October should be good. We Mm -hmm. can still make it work. As long as people have their books in December, I think it will be good to go. That's perfect. That is so perfect. And people can get them for like, you know, gifts and and stocking stuffers and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Well, congratulations on it being so soon. Thank you. And when you have it in your hand, I'm so excited for you just to have that feeling. I can't wait in your hand. It's, it's amazing. It's like, unlike anything. I know I can't wait. (laughs) Let's talk about your balance. I know you wrote it, you know, five years ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you wrote it in one night. But again, the the process of self-publishing is a lot and it's a lot to do and conquer as a mom too, because our yes. brains are over here when we want to be over here. So tell mm-hmm. me how you found that, that balance. And then any advice you have for a mom listening that wants to, you know, self-publish a book, but it just is a lot. What would you say to them? Yes. So balance is not my forte. Um, I am learning as I go. What's crazy to me prior to being a mom, I was always over booked with everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. I cheered on two different cheerleading teams in high school. I was in school full-time working part-time. So like I am used to having a full load, but having a full load as a mom is so different than having a full load in any other situation. Right. (laughs) Because even not having plans with your kids, you still have a full load. So even without the birthday parties and all the other things, like you are, you're Mm -hmm. fully loaded all the time. You have Mm -hmm. to be on, you have to be ready. You have to be present. So I have talked with my husband a lot about this. Being good in all areas of my life 
is like what I strive for and not just being good, being great in all areas of my life. Um, so that's mom, wife, teacher, author, sister, daughter, you know, I want to be good in everything, but sometimes I have to take from some areas to be better in other areas. So right now author is getting a lot of my attention. That doesn't mean that I'm neglecting my children. It doesn't mean I'm not being a good teacher, Mm -hmm. but I'm putting a lot into this. So I think it's that give and take sometimes um, has a lot to do with kind of how I, I guess, balance it. So it doesn't always have to mean that the balance is equal within all areas. Um, Sometimes you can take from some areas to give to others, as long as you plan to kind of even it back out at times. So I think that that's kind of where I've tried to focus is making sure that I know I don't have to be 100% great in all areas all the time, as long as I am still giving to each area something, and also still giving to myself. That's the part that I struggle with the most filling my cup. That part's hard. I constantly am filling everybody else's or filling other areas of my life before I'm focusing on me. I don't have it down pat yet. I do not have a perfect science. But I do know that Sometimes I'm better at some things than I am at others. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. At no point do I feel like I don't have some sort of pressure on me for something, mm-hmm. um, whether it's I'm not giving enough time to my kids or I'm not giving enough time to my husband or I'm not right. giving enough time to myself. There's always some sort of pressure on me, but it's how I kind of take that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, do I take it and crumble or do I take it and figure out who needs my attention first or what needs my attention first? So that's where it kind of goes. And sometimes I don't choose the right thing to give my attention to. And I start over the next day, you know, so yeah. every day looks different. Um, but it just, you know, you you do what you can with what you have and you make the decisions based on what you think is best at that time. And kind of like with kids as well, you know, you you do what you can. But like you said, if a kid's home from school sick and you have to change your whole schedule, then you have to change your whole schedule. You know, you just have to prioritize. I like how you said, you know, if this day goes bad, start over the next day, try again the next day. Have you heard the quote that's like, don't let one bad day make you feel like you have a bad life. I remember the very first time I read that I was like, you can Mm -hmm. have a bad day. One thing could go wrong, whether it's something big or something terribly, terribly small. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. it really does make you think that not your life is ruined, but you just, life's bad. I have to, I'm just going to quit this project. I will never finish it. I'm not good enough, whatever it is, just because of that one bad day or that one bad five minutes of your life, you know, right. It's get a good night's sleep, try again the next day. You'll feel better. Go take a walk outside. You know, it's, it's true. You have to remember that, you know, just can be perfect as a mom or an author or a creative in general. As a teacher, um, that's something that I always was very big about, um, especially in in person when I was doing brick and mortar teaching. You know, the kids that, even the kids that don't have behavior problems, but the kids that have behavior problems, they have to have a refresh every day. And so do we. So that's kind of how I look at it. You know, if yesterday was terrible for them, I don't want them to come in the next day knowing that I'm mad at them because of something that happened the day before. So you come in the next day and you act like yesterday didn't happen and you start over. Um, if they have a behavior plan, the behavior plan refreshes every day, you know? So it's one of those things that I've kind of taken into my life is, you know, if something didn't go well yesterday, that doesn't mean that it has to start bad today. Um, it restarts today and I start over. Yeah, I either start from the beginning on that project or I pick up where I left off. Um, but I don't have to like act like, okay, this happened yesterday. So it's going to happen today. I can kind of go into it the next day, knowing that either I pick up where I left off, I fix the mistakes that made, that were made yesterday, but it doesn't mean that those mistakes will continue to happen. 
So good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. I think everyone yeah. needs to, needed to hear that. So thank you so much. <laughs> Biggest advice that I have is live near your family. <laughs> if that is an option for you, it is so helpful. Um, I could not survive if I didn't have family close by. You know, my mother-in-law actually lives in my neighborhood, you know, the other side of the neighborhood, but she's in our neighborhood. And that, I mean, that saves our life sometimes, you know, we're Mm -hmm. so thankful that she lives so close and my parents maybe live 15 minutes away. Um, my aunts down the road, you know, so I have so much help and such a village that it helps me to keep that balance as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, I still struggle with it, even with the help, you know, because when I have the help here, I'm trying to figure out what should I get done during that time that I have the help. But, you know, working from home as a virtual teacher, I have a schedule basically of people that come and help because right now Mm -hmm. um, my younger child, so I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, the three-year-old's in daycare, but the one-year-old is still home. He's almost one and a half now. Um, He still stays home and we're hoping to keep him home until he turns two. So having somebody constantly here or me going to my parents' house to work from there or whatever the case is, um, you know, having family close by is a game changer. So if that's an option, having family close by is amazing. And then asking for help. Um, mm-hmm. that's been very hard for me. That is something over the past three and a half years that I've really had to just lean into. I have never been somebody who asked for help all the time, but this has just been a, a time in my life where I realized that asking for help is just what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a big thing that I would say, if you have a dream to create something and you want to make that time for yourself, ask for help, whether that's family, whether that's getting a babysitter, whatever it is, whether it's your husband, but just asking for help is big. And then my last thing is just communicating, communicating when you need things, communicating when you're overwhelmed. That's just, yeah, that's important. Um, That's been big for me. Um, If you are a writer, you probably are good at communicating anyway, but making sure that you give your chance, give yourself that chance to kind of communicate what you need and how you're feeling. Well, wow, Jessa, thank you so much for being here today talking about everything you're going through in your journey and your book. Everything is so exciting and I'm so excited for you. Like I just, I I get so excited for other, other women and other moms, like, you know, doing really cool things like writing a book. Like that's, that's huge. Once you join these writing communities, it feels, it it feels like, oh, everyone's writing a book, but they're not, you know, we're people from all over the world coming together in one corner of the internet, talking to each other. It's, it's just, it's huge. And I love talking to you guys about, about everything and hearing what you're doing. It's so exciting. It's so excited for everybody. And I appreciate Um, you having me. This is exciting for me too. Yeah. Thanks for being on here. Where can people go online? I will put everything you say, I'll put in the show notes, but where can people Mm -hmm. go online and pre-order your book right now? And then just connect with you on like social media and stuff. Yeah, so everything is under J McLean Books. So that's J M C L E A N Books. Um, I have my Instagram, my Facebook, and my I have a TikTok, which that is not my strongest suit, but I do have one. Um, all under the name J McLean Books, and then my website is also J McLean Books. So it's www.jmcleanbooks.com. And you will see that the pre-order is available on there. Um, Once the books are ordered, then we'll have it just as regular ordering. But that is my website and you can find all the information there.
So who loves Halloween? My book, My Day at the Pumpkin Patch, is out now. It's a fun children's book about a little girl who goes to a pumpkin patch with her family and finds the perfect pumpkin best friend. If you've been around here for a minute, you know how much I love fall and Halloween. So I have poured my heart into this children's book. It's available now on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week.